I almost think about like, if you're a Dave Ramsey fan, you know that he always says you need to tell your money where to go. And I think about it the same way with food, that we need to tell our food where to go. Hey mama, I'm Ashley and welcome to the Veggies and Virtue podcast. In this podcast, you will find simple menu ideas, kitchen organizational systems spelled out for mom life and feeding tips and tricks that are both evidence-based and grace-laced. I believe that you can find flexibility when it comes to feeding your family so that you can feel calm, capable, and connected in the kitchen. As a registered dietitian and Christian mom of three myself, I want you to break free from the mealtime battles and to feel equipped while feeding your kids all day long. Pull up a stool at my kitchen counter and let me pour you a cup of coffee and say a quick prayer for you. It's time to chat about the mealtimes, messes, moments, and ministry of motherhood. It often seems that the trade-off to spending less time on meals is buying more expensive pre-made products so that we don't have to sacrifice the quality of the food itself. Or it seems like we have to sacrifice some of the nutritional quality so that we can buy ready-made items that aren't quite as expensive. And it's just... As a mom, it can become so frustrating because it feels like we want easy and healthy meal ideas, but we have to pick one or the other in order to achieve that. So that's why in this episode, we are going to chat about four ways that you can cut the time and energy that you put into meal planning or meal prep by half. I'm going to walk you through four simple mindset shifts that you will very quickly wonder why you haven't already been doing. And you're going to notice that as soon as you start doing these simple things, you are going to start saving yourself so much time. If you want more tips to simplify your meal planning process, make sure that you have joined my free one hour workshop that is coming up on January 18th. I'm really excited to share this with you and the link is in the show notes or you can go to veggiesandvirtue.com forward slash workshop to sign up. As I mentioned, it's a free workshop and I get that meal planning and meal prep is not everyone's cup of tea. When I surveyed this community before, I know that majority of you said that you spend less than 15 minutes a week on meal prep in advance of the meal itself. And so that's why in this coming workshop, I want to give you some simple tools that you can use and lay out a bit of a roadmap, if you will, so that you can reduce your mealtime overwhelm without the expectation that you will meal prep. So if that's not something that is on your agenda for the upcoming year, I want you to know that you can still be really effective and as we talk about in this episode, extremely efficient with how you go about planning easy, healthy meals for your family without feeling the obligation to meal prep. So make sure you're signed up at veggiesandvirtue.com forward slash workshop or just scroll down to the show notes and you can click the link there to get signed up. Otherwise, I want to go ahead and read this review of the week. This review comes from Emma FTX. And she left a five-star review saying, super helpful. When I first had kids, I read all the books and blogs and thought I'd have the feeding thing down. But my kids quickly put me in my place with their picky eating. Ashley gives such great and practical advice on how to make small changes that can have a huge impact. Recalibrating who controls which parts of the feeding relationship has been super helpful to make mealtimes go so much more smoothly in my house. Love all the tips and tricks every week. Emma, thank you so much. I cannot tell you guys how much it encourages me to read these reviews when they come in, and it encourages me to keep doing this work because one, the whole point of me doing this is to impact things in your home. And as you said, these things can have a huge impact, not only for developing healthy relationships with food for your kids, but also, as you said, in just recalibrating your homes to make things go 
more effectively, more efficiently, and ultimately more enjoyably for all the effort that you put into feeding your families. And so if you haven't left me a review, would you mind just scrolling down on your podcast player? You can tap five stars. It says write a review. It takes 10 to 15 seconds. This does not have to be a long review, but it truly means so much to me. And it means a lot to this community because it's one of the number one ways that I get to reach more families just like yours with this message and together how we can help continue to spread the message of how to create a healthier next generation through the things that we're already doing right now. We just often need to do a little bit differently. And so if this is a message that's important to you, I appreciate you helping spread the word. And the simplest way that you can help me accomplish that goal is by leaving me a review. So thank you in advance. And now we will get into the topic of today's episode. If you feel like feeding your family is taking over your life, which as a mom of three, I definitely know that there are times that I feel like all I do, especially coming off of the holiday break when the kids are home full time and we're not, you know, uh, packing meals for them and having them eat them at school or somewhere else, but we're there and responsible day in and day out for each of the meals and snacks that they need. It can feel like it takes all of the time and energy that we have. And so I want to talk about what are four really simple shortcuts that will cut the time and energy that you put into the planning of meals and the execution of meals by half. And they're not so much new things you need to do, but rather new ways of doing the very thing that you're already doing. And so with that, the first one that I want to share with you kind of piggybacks on Monday's episode, episode 91, that we talk about where we say not only coming up with your meal plan, but in doing so, come up with the buckets of what types of food does your family tend to enjoy and what types of food do you find yourself making week after week? This isn't so specific as spaghetti, but it might be pasta. So if you haven't listened to episode 91, make sure you go back and listen to that one because I do a deep dive into this. But the reason I think that this can be such a great time-saving hack is because you're not starting from scratch every week with like pulling random ideas out of a hat. So often we are going to our go-to three to five meals that we make. So maybe we make lasagna, tacos, and some sort of like chicken and rice every week. So our starting place is lasagna, tacos, and chicken and rice. And we can so easily and quickly feel like we're in a rut because those are the same three meals that we might make week after week after week. But if we take a step back and we look at it through the lens that we talked about in the last episode, we can see how if we put it into the buckets of pasta, Mexican, and, you know, some sort of maybe like baked dish, or it might just be a chicken dish, or it might be potato is the main kind of broader category, then the lens becomes a little bit bigger, but the vantage point we have is not so big that it's overwhelming. It just widens the scope we have a little bit on what kind of things would we maybe have with pasta. Because then we start thinking instead of like, oh, we do lasagna every week. No wonder we're all burnt out on it. We might think spaghetti one week, fettuccine another week, uh, maybe penne with something another week. We might do tortellini or ravioli. We might 
you know, make a homemade mac and cheese or a boxed mac and cheese, and that's the pasta night of the week, whatever it might be, it very easily just consolidates some of the choices for the week. And you don't have to start as much from scratch because you already have decided what are those key categories that we tend to gravitate towards each week. And then you can begin accumulating your list within that bucket. So make sure and go listen to episode 91 for more on that time-saving hack. The second one that I would say is to take this concept a little bit to the next level. So instead of just picking your, let's say, three to five buckets for the week, sticking with the example that I was just saying, if we said something like Italian, Mexican, and we'll just, we'll call it American, the meat and potatoes, and the American cuisine, and those are your three buckets for the week, now don't just look at it for this week and then do some sort of duplicate of that next week, but instead decide for the month that that is what is going to happen on each given day. So it may look like every Monday we're going to do American. Every Tuesday is going to be Mexican. Wednesdays we eat out because we're going to be gone. Thursdays we are going to do Italian and I'm always going to make a double batch so that we know we have enough for Friday or Saturday. One night we order pizza and, or maybe that is your Italian night and one night's leftovers. Well, that's the whole week right there. But all of a sudden now you haven't just meal planned the week, you have begun meal planning for the month. And if you're in my mealtimes made easy method, you know that taking a strategy even a step further, as you become more proficient with doing this, you can then start meal planning for the quarter because we don't need, well, at least in my home, I don't feel like we need different menu ideas every single week of every single month, all year long. I tend to want different things, different seasons. And so I like that if I pick four different weeks of menus and, you know, that Mexican night is not repeating the same exact taco every week, but instead, as I mentioned in Monday's episode, you can very quickly start to see, okay, one time we're going to have tacos, one time we're going to have fajitas, one time we're going to do... Mexican street tacos that I buy ready to made at the grocery store. And one time we're going to do quesadillas easy. That's going to be my easiest default one on the weeks that I just need something super simple. Well, that's four for the month. Well, I don't mind having those once a month for three months straight. So then I can begin to create what is my quarterly menu. And this is something, again, I've shared my quarterly menus in the past with this community and more recently with the Mealtimes Made Easy method community because I show you what this looks like and how you can modify it to fit for your family's priorities. But the reason this is going to save you so much time is not only this month and this quarter will you be able to rinse and repeat these meal plans, but furthermore, you can save them from year to year. So next year, when you're looking at it's January, what did we eat last January? You can just reference This is the quarterly meal plan we used last year. And maybe some things don't sound good. Maybe you've since just found that you guys don't care for something or you found new recipes to sub in, but it's so much easier to just substitute in a few new select options that fit your family's preferences and lifestyles than coming up with a whole new meal plan from scratch. So that's the second hack that I think can be a huge time saver, not only here and now, but also in the years to come. The third time-saving hack that I think you need to try, and again, it's not doing something new, it's just doing something you already do differently, and as soon as you start doing it this way, you're going to be like, oh my goodness, 
Why have I not done it this way the whole, the whole time? And again, if you're in my mealtimes made easy method, you know, my whole complete kitchen reset approach. And I walk you through step-by-step how to do that in your home so that your whole fridge, freezer, pantry, everywhere is set up to be as functional as possible. But one of the things I walk families through is the DIY dinner bin and the kid-friendly snack drawer and the different zones in your fridge or your pantry and things like that. And so the third time-saving hack is that when you come home from the grocery store, instead of just kind of putting things wherever, I mean, like kind of makes sense where you maybe put it, but you're just kind of finding free space in the fridge or the freezer or the pantry. Instead, you're putting groceries where they should go. I almost think about like if you're a Dave Ramsey fan, you know that he always says you need to tell your money where to go. And I think about it the same way with food, that we need to tell our food where to go. Because if we just stack a bunch of cheese in the cheese drawer, it's not really serving us well because we still have to think about what we were going to do with that cheese every time we see it. Where instead, if I put the shredded cheese in the taco bin for the DIY taco night, that was already, you know, a bucketed idea that I had planned, then I know not only do I have cheese for that night, but I also know the kids aren't going to use it up on something else at a snack or some other time. And I also have one less thing to think about when it comes to that dinner's prep. And so by telling the food where it needs to go, by putting the breakfast items in the breakfast bin, by putting the kids' snack items in the kids' snack drawer, I'm just unloading my groceries into my fridge, my freezer, and my pantry smarter. And it saves so much time because then when it comes time to make a dinner or offer a snack or put together a lunchbox, the items that I'm going to need are already in an aggregate area where they're collected and it reduces the mental energy of trying to think of what to be offering here, but also the physical energy of opening and shutting and opening and shutting and opening and shutting different fridges, or excuse me, I should say different fridge doors or pantry doors or cupboards that is just, it's just a very inefficient process. And yet it's one that so many of us are so used to doing that I think as soon as you start unloading your groceries this way, you will quickly see how much time it saves you. And then the fourth and final thing I think you can do to reduce the amount of time and energy it's taking you to feed your family is to make twice what you need. And this is, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, that sounds like meal prep or freezer meals or like we just make it something it doesn't have to be. It does not have to be that complicated. Instead, when you're already buying chicken at the store, say you need one pound for the meal that you're planning it for, buy two pounds. And then when you're cubing that raw chicken for, let's say, like one of my favorites ever is this cashew chicken. And instead of cubing the the chicken for just one batch here and now of cashew chicken, I'm already, it's already on my grocery list. I'm already going to that part of the store. I'm already buying a package of it. I might buy either a two pound package or I might buy two one pound packages. And then I might only go so far as to dice it when I'm already dicing the chicken at home. So if I'm cubing the chicken and I already have to go through the whole process of cleaning the cutting board and the knife and the counter and everything like that for the raw chicken, I'm going to just go ahead and cube two batches of that, put one in a freezer safe container, and then put that aside and, and just label it cubed chicken. So the next time I'm making chicken kebabs or a chicken stir fry or something where I need this cubed chicken, not only 
did I already purchase it? But I already have it ready to go. So I don't even have to dirty the cutting board that next time. So it's not so robust as I made this whole cashew chicken and I did this whole meal prep and this whole freezer prep meal. It was just the simplicity of doing the same thing I was already doing, but taking the 30 extra seconds at the store, not even, you know, maybe 10 seconds at the store to buy more. And then the maybe minute or two more it took me to cut it while cutting the chicken I was already cutting. Instead, if I did that whole process twice, it absolutely doubles the amount of time, if not more. So something as simple as that, it might be that you're sticking with the cashew chicken example. There's been times, especially if you say have a smaller freezer or smaller reserve, so you don't really want to buy a ton of meat in advance or something like the doubling of the chicken that I just mentioned, you might just make two batches of the marinade. This is a this um, sauce that I make for this cashew chicken. There's been times that I just double or triple the sauce because I'm already have out the soy sauce or the coconut aminos and the peanut butter and the cashews and the different elements that I need to put into it. And I can just put them in little mason jars. I can easily make, it doesn't really matter how many batches, however many batches I have the ingredients for because it takes such little time to just scoop two tablespoons of peanut butter here, 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 here. And then do the same with the soy sauce and just repeat the process and do an assembly line like that where the next time I need that marinade, this is a very small jar that doesn't take up a lot of space in my fridge or my freezer, but it saves me a lot of time down the road. So that would be the fourth thing that I would say. So to recap, number one, make sure that you bucket what your family's favorite cuisine ideas are each week so that you know on Mondays what you do, on Tuesdays what you do, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays, etc., with a certain cuisine type so it helps narrow down the ideas for each night and will reduce tons of the mental fatigue of what to come up or to, of what you come up with to make. The second thing is to take that concept to the next level and apply it to the whole month and then reuse that month for the whole quarter and begin working through it to see how it works for you so that you can modify it, update it, and improve it year after year, saving yourselves tons of time over time. The third idea is to put groceries where they ought to go. Tell the food where it needs to be so that when you need it, you have it ready to reach for and have ready. And the fourth and final thing is double what you're already doing. And if not, maybe triple or quadruple it. Take that one little extra step when you're shopping for the items or when you're prepping items that you're gonna eat here and now so that you can make another batch of it for later in whatever capacity that might look like. Finally, if these time-saving hacks are right up your alley and I am speaking to you through episodes like this and you realize you do need the systems and the strategies and the skills to simplify feeding your family. It does not have to be so hard, friend. And that's why I'm doing this free workshop on January 18th, and I would love to have you there. All you have to do is go to veggiesandvirtue.com forward slash workshop or click the link in the show notes so that you can sign up and get all the information you need to join me live or to make sure that you have access to the exclusive replay. I cannot wait to see you there.